You may be wondering, why is he praying about traditions? Yeshua had an opinion on traditions, all right? So let us now turn to Matthew, which is Matthew. Matthew chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. Now, as you're looking for that passage of scripture there, Matthew wrote to which people? To the Jewish people. And so what he does, he mentions certain traditions, but he doesn't go into detail. Why? Because the audience that he's speaking to directly, they were part of his extended family. He was part of the 12 tribes of Israel. And that's why when we read another portion of scripture, it seems like it, it kind of conflicts. And that's why we'll be dealing with not only Matthew chapter 15 today, but also the comparative passage, which is Mark chapter 7. Because Mark was written to the Greek-speaking people, to the nations. And so as we look at both of these portions of scripture today, you will be able to discern where Mark fills in the gaps, where Matthew simply speaks to family members, part of the 12 tribes, okay? So let us begin. In verse 1 of chapter 15, the book of Matthew. Then the Purushim, which are the Pharisees, and the Torah teachers, which are the scribes, in various translations are written different ways, from Jerusalem, which is Jerusalem, came to Yeshua, and they asked him. Now, who are these individuals? They are the leaders of the nation of Israel, represents. And they're there to filter, and they're here to examine Yeshua. They've been hearing about these miracles, because you know what? As the people would go to the Feast of Adonai that were to be celebrated in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, they would be making mention. Did you hear about this rabbi? What rabbi? Well, this rabbi named Yeshua, and he's from Galilee. And many times the response is, what? From Galilee? Are you kidding me? He doesn't have his credentials from Jerusalem? No. But let me tell you something. When he speaks, he speaks with such authority and power. And the power of God is with him. He's raised the dead. He's walked on water. He heals all the sick. And he walks in power and authority that we have never seen before. From some of our prophets of old have walked in a portion of this anointing. But here is one that is walking in the full anointing of Abba, Father God. Could this be the Mashiach, the Messiah, the promised one? And so the Pharisees and the scribes, the Torah teachers, they're coming now to examine, to see if this is a promised one, all right? And so this is what they come and they're doing. So in verse 2, this question is asked, what is it that your Talmudim break the tradition of the elders? Now, for those individuals that were hearing the, this word and this accusation, they were part of the family that Matthew is speaking directly. So they knew exactly what was meant by the tradition of the elders. And so now they're now looking at the Talmudim who are Yeshua's disciples. 
and they're noticing some things, that they're not fulfilling the traditions of the elders. And so now they kind of take a step back, away from Yeshua's Talmudim. They kind of shrink back. Why? Because the Pharisees, those who have credentials, have pointed this out. And some of you may be saying, well, why is, why is the Pharisees asking Yeshua this question? Because what they're trying to do is this. There's a power struggle going on right now. Because none of the parashim, none of the Pharisees or the scribes, the Torah teachers, are walking underneath the power and anointing that Yeshua is. And now there's a preeminent rabbi in the land, a prophet of God. And so to discredit him, so that they can gain back the authority over the people, what do they do? They look into their own traditions. Not the word of God, per se, but they look directly into traditions to bring some discredit. And notice this, they don't go toe-to-toe with Yeshua and say to him, well, you're not doing this. They say these words. We notice your, your Talmudim are, are not, they're breaking the tradition of the elders. But Yeshua understands that this is a backslap to his face. Because Talmudim only followed in the, uh, the course and the leadership, the training and the instruction of their rabbi. You see, that's what's really going on here. So now let us continue. They do not do the nitalat yadayim before they eat. How many of us know what that is? That is a ceremonial washing of the hands. Okay? He answered, Indeed, why do you break the command of God by your tradition? See, Yeshua doesn't talk about this tradition directly here. But he's saying now, here you've said one thing against myself and my Talmudim. Here, let me now examine before all the people that are here where you yourselves break, break tradition by not honoring the word of God. So here, right now, here we have a standoff. This is intense. And you know what's at stake here? Who's going to be the true leader of the nation of Israel? Now, Yeshua is not declaring himself now as Mashiach. He's not declaring himself as a descendant of David, ready to walk and sit upon David's throne. But he's bringing them out, and he's asking the people, now listen. Here is two teachings here, and I want you to decide. Because you know the word of God, and the word of God will lead you into all truth. And so now, here's the progression. Yeshua says, And this is what he says. He doesn't argue tradition with them. He goes back to what? The word of God. When he dealt with Hasatan in the wilderness, in the temptation, he did not bring up traditions. He brought up the word of God. Okay? And you know what? The people there knew both the traditions of the elders because many of them walked and practiced them. All right? But there were times when the traditions of the elders superseded the word of God. And if you look at any denomination of believers, there's a time and a period where that denomination will leave 
the true, pure word of God, and they'll go after traditions. Wow, what are you getting us into here? We're to be led by what? Just as Yeshua said to that woman, that Samaritan woman, you worship a God that you do not know. But I desire, and the Father desires, for those who worship and worship and in spirit and in truth. See, because all of us who are assembled here today and those who are listening on the podcast, we came from various traditions, all right? But you know, through all our traditions, what we're to do? What of these traditions honor the word of God? All right? So let us continue down this path together. Verse 4, for, for God said, and now he's directing this straight to the, to the Pharisees, honor your father and mother. Anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. And some of you may be saying, well, this is a brand new revelation. But it's not. Yeshua is not quoting from Matthew, nor is he quoting from Mark. Why? Because he's living that out. So what word of God is he now quoting? Shemot, which is Exodus 20.12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land which Adonai your God is giving you. Okay? And you notice right here, Yeshua is asking the people to hear and be part of this debate. He allows them to judge who is truly walking after God's word and not man's tradition. Davarim, Deuteronomy, honor your father and your mother as Adonai your God has ordered you to do, so that you will live long and have things, and so that things will go well with you in the land that Adonai God has given you. See, Yeshua did not have to quote that specific verse because he knew that the people knew this. All right? Verse 5. But you say, if anyone says... To his father or mother, I have promised to give God what might I have used to help you. See, this he's now getting now into the details. There's a gift that's called the korban, okay? And that is set aside as a gift unto the Lord. But let's say that your parents are so deathly sick that they cannot pay their debtors or they do not even have money to go out and purchase food. Who was responsible in that society to meet the needs of the parents? The children, the sons and the daughters. So Yeshua is now pointing out to them a tradition of the elders, the korban. So he's calling them on the carpet here. Continuing verse 6. Then he is rid of his duty to honor his father and his mother. And thus, by your, underline that word in your hearts, souls, and minds right now. He says, by your tradition, you make null and void the word of God. Wow. It's like a nuclear bomb has gone off. The Pharisees are standing naked, not literally, but in an authoritative way before all the people. Yeshua has disarmed them. 
And you know what's amazing? They don't realize who they're going toe-to-toe with. He simply could have had himself transfigured before them and showing just a glimpse of his glory. But he did not. Because what he wanted to do is he did not want them to see a sign or a wonder. But he wanted them to investigate the word of God. Because I tell this to everyone here and those who are listening on the podcast. As we spend time in the word, the word of God leads us back to the right balance. And when the traditions that we've been raised in or the traditions that we now keep, have us drifting from the path that God has placed us upon. It is the word of God that brings us back and nudges us back to do what is first most important, and that is to honor the word of God with our hearts, minds, souls, and spirit, and to have a right relationship with Abba, Father God. And that's what Yeshua is warning to these Pharisees here. He's saying to them, you have gone off the path and you are the leaders. You are the spiritual leaders of all of Israel. You are blind guides. Why? Because you're so wrapped into fulfilling your tradition. You set aside the word of God. Let us continue here. He says, you hypocrites. And now he quotes Yeshiyahu, Isaiah. And he says this, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. Don't miss that word. Isaiah prophesied to the people of his day, but also Yeshua, who was there when when Isaiah prophesied these words to warning to the people, because they had been caught up in their traditions. And some traditions are biblically based, but there are times when those traditions go off kilter and they become out of balance. And they nullify the word of God. Because God will not share his glory with whom? With anyone. To him be all glory and honor and praise. He has all truth. Let's continue. These people honor me with their lips. He's not now here quoting Matthew or Mark. He's... he's, uh, Proclaiming Isaiah. He's proclaiming the Tanakh. Because none of these people have ever read the Brit Hadashah. Why? Because it has not been written yet. So let's continue here. But their hearts are far away from me. Wow. Have you ever had a time in your life when the Spirit of living God said to you, You've been honoring me with your lips but your heart is far away from me. If you are a true child of God, you would say yes and amen. And you understand this. Yeshua is sharing this word, not in condemnation. Because I tell you this, because out of the Pharisees and scribes, he gained Talmudim. Because as they got back to the word of God, Because I believe this, as they received this rebuke and as they were stripped bare before all the people of their authority, those true seekers of God would recognize this. Here was a true prophet, a one who did not have the same credentials that we have. 
who's walking in the power and authority of God that we have never seen. And those seeds began to be planted in their hearts. And there was salvation. Yeshua, the relationship, was beginning. Continuing here. Their worship of me is useless because they teach man-made rules as if they were doctrines. They teach these traditions that lead people away. And that is a subtle thing that Hasatan has been doing for centuries. Getting people caught up in traditions and laying aside the word of God that leads us into all truth. He goes on to quote Isaiah 29, 13. Because these people approach me with empty words and they honor and they bestow on me lip service while in fact they have distanced their hearts from me and their fear of me is just a mitzvah of human origin. Therefore, I have to keep these people with astounding and amazing things until the wisdom of their wise ones vanishes. He's speaking about the Pharisees. He's speaking about the scribes. Great learned men. And the discernment of their discerning ones is hidden away. He's revealing truth. Verse 10, then he called the crowd to him and he said, listen and understand this. Because you know what's going on in their mind? They're enjoying, because this is like a heavyweight prize fight, all right? It says that there were perishing, all right? Pharisees, that's a multitude of men who have credentials from Jerusalem. Along with them are the literal ones that write out the Torah, the scribes. They're the ones that daily write out the Torah. Do they know it? Absolutely. But do they really know the word of God? No, because they've been prejudiced by their traditions. Continuing. What makes a person unclean? Now he's addressing now the traditions of the ceremony washing. What makes a person unclean is not what goes into his or her mouth. Rather, what comes out of his mouth. Have you ever said anything to someone out of a fit of impulse that you wished that as you began to speak, you bit your own tongue? And stop for a millisecond and dwell on what was potentially going to come out of your mouth. Because what you have formulated in your head, you're ready to just to tear that person apart. Rather, what comes out of the mouth, that is what makes him or her unclean. See, he's now asking them not to focus on the externals, but on the eternals, what spiritually motivates you. So continuing. So now the Talmudim came to him. Now listen to this. Do you know that the 
Parashim, the Pharisees were offended by what you said. Notice what they just said there. Who are they saying this to? They're saying this to their rabbi, who now has laid everything out very, very clear. But they said, wait a second. In today's jargon, it would be, Yeshua, you need to be politically correct. All right? They were more concerned of the opinion of the Pharisees and scribes than were they were of the one that they just saw Kepha walking on water with. And the one that they had borne witness, personal witness, the one who'd raised the dead, healed the lepers, did various miracles, taking the, the uh, five barley loaves and the two fish and feeding thousands upon thousands of people. There are times when we do this here on earth where we're more concerned of some other human being's opinion than we are of the opinion of our Heavenly Father and our elder brother Yeshua and the comforter that has been given to us, the Ruach. Can you imagine how Yeshua now feels betrayed and how shocked he is? Because of all people that are there, he would think that these 12 would finally begin to start to understand who he was and that he was a revealer of all truth. You know what he could have done? He could have said, you know what, guys? Sorry, I can't use you anymore. I'm going to go pick out now another 12. But he did not. He showed them grace and mercy. Going on in verse 13. He replied, he doesn't even answer their question. He replied, every plant that my father in heaven has not planted will be pulled up by its roots. What's he speaking about here? Traditions. Traditions of men shall be removed by its roots. Let them be. They are blind guides. When a blind, blind man guides another blind man, both will fall into a pit. You know what happens? They both turn to each other and they say this, we're both lost and we need the Lord's deliverance. That's a good place to be. Going on. Kepha said to him, explain to the parable to us. So he said, don't you understand even now? Don't you have a clue? Don't you see that anything that enters the mouth goes into the stomach and it passes out into the latrine? See, Yeshua is dealing with the spiritual matters here, not the externals, but what comes out of your mouth is actually coming from your hearts. The truth, your real opinion on this subject, your standing. And that is what makes a person unclean. As a believer, have you had times where the spirit of the living God had to hit you upside the head with a tender two-by-four? I've had many, many, many times where I was interpreting the word of God by doctrine or my own man-made traditions that had been passed down to me by others. 
We're called what? To be the people of the word walking in truth. No one is saved through doctrines of men and traditions of men. What's missing? The Messiah in his salvation. What was happening to Israel right now? The Pharisees were so hyper pharisaical that they're worried more about the washing of hands than about the person's heart. Continuing. For out of the heart comes forth wicked thoughts, murder, adultery, and other kinds of spiritual immorality. Theft, lies, and slander. These are, are what really a person makes a person unclean. But eating without doing nitalat yadayim, the ceremonial washing of hands, does not make a person unclean. This is what Yeshua is saying. He's the final authority on this of all tradition. Bless the Lord. This message will be in two parts, all right? So here we're going to begin in Mark chapter 7 as a comparative. And I can go much faster now because we've laid the framework here. The perishing the Pharisees and some Torah teachers who had come from Jerusalem gathered together with Yeshua. All right? And saw that some of his Talmudim ate with ritually, ritually unclean hands. That is, without doing nitalat yadayim. And this is where Mark is more detailed. Because he's speaking now to an audience that don't understand the definition of what a portion of the tradition of elders are. For the Pershim, and indeed the, all Judeans, all right? And where was Yeshua from? He was a Judean. Hold fast to the tradition of the elders, and do not eat unless they have their hands ceremonially washed. Also, when they come to the, from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they have rinsed their hands up to the wrist. It wasn't simply like this and then rinsing the hands. It went up to the wrist. Why? Because most of the people, they wore long garments, okay? And that's lost many times because even today, I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt, all right? So we have to understand the framework of the culture that is here. Verse 4, also when they came, okay, I already shared that one. Also when they came, this is the other portion, when they came from the marketplace, they do not wash, do not eat unless they have rinsed their hands up to the wrist. And they adhere to many other traditions, such as washing of cups, pots, and bronze vessels. And what is that speaking to? Well, they're in the marketplace. They're out there or they're buying other goods, all right? And so for the Pharisees, what would happen as soon as you would touch these items here, you would become ceremonially unclean, okay? Because you don't know what was set on that one utensil before you touched it, all right? Continuing in verse 5. The Purushim and the Torah teachers asked him, Why do your Talmudim live in accordance, do not live in accordance with the tradition of the elders, but instead eat with richly unclean hands? Yeshua answered them, Yeshayahu was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites as it is written. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. They worship in me as useless because they teach man-made rules as they were doctrines. Yeshayahu, 
Isaiah 29.13 is quoted by Yeshua. Now, doctrines mean a principle of trust or faith. It's how to live out your trust and faith in Messiah. Verse 8, you, tr- you depart from Abba, Father, God's command, and you hold unto human traditions. Indeed, he said to them, you have made a fine art of departing from Abba, Father, God's command in order to keep, and underline this word, your tradition. For Moshe said, honor your father and your mother. And Yeshua quotes this. And he goes on further in Mark here. Because you know what? When he began to quote that scripture in the book of Matthew, all those who were assembled there were part of the Jewish family. So they understood this second part. That Matthew omitted, but Mark allowed for it to be written. And anyone who curses his father and mother must be put to death. Yeshua quotes Shemot, Exodus 12, 17, Vayikra, Leviticus 29. Having cursed his father or his mother, his blood is on him. And you see, those who were receiving the message in Matthew, they knew the full ramifications here. And so now, what was happening here, because Yeshua brought up to them about the korban, which I'll be getting into more detail next time. What was brought before their eyes is this, is that now the tradition of elders allowed them to circumvent the the word of God in not honoring their mother and father's basic needs And what did the word of God say was to be done to these individuals if they did not do it? They were to be taken out and stoned. See how now the Pharisees are disrobed? And you see, you do not get the full impact of that. Because what they're doing here is they're saying, we need to follow the tradition of the elders above the word of God and through their own endorsement and practice they had been doing this for years but what did the Torah say if you do not honor your mother and father you're actually cursing them and if you're found guilty of cursing and not honoring your mother and father what is the spiritual hierarchy supposed to do they're to bring you before the elders of your town And there are witnesses to come forward. And you could not be condemned of a crime like that without the witness of two individuals. And they would bear witness and say, yes, this individual cursed his mother and father by not meeting their needs. And what would the judgment of the word of God be? For them to be taken outside of town and the judgment to be proclaimed, and for there to start the process of stoning that rebellious son or daughter for not honoring God's word by honoring their mother and father. That's what the word of God is saying here. And you know what? As we read this scripture many times, We miss out on what God's word says. 
the full ramification. But we know this, that there's a grace and there's, there's a mercy of God in all of this. And so what Yeshua is warning them to the Pharisees, you believed out of the goodness of your hearts, with clear hearts and, and pure minds, you were leading the people of Israel in true holiness. But your tradition has blinded your eyes to the truth. Come back. Come back to the word of God. And so with that, this message, the first part ends today.